MVP podcast. This is Jake Giants. Go follow the social medias. Like, subscribe, follow. You know what to do. Best podcast on the Agency Intelligence Podcast. You heard that cast. We're coming for you. You don't just start playing baseball and then instantly make it to the major leagues. You have to work hard to get there. You have to have a game plan to get yourself to be the MVP. The Most Valuable Producers podcast is not for the average agent. You can't be average to become the MVP. Just like in the big leagues, you can't just be a one or two or three tool player. You have to be a five tool player to become the MVP. You can make a difference in someone's life every single day in this job, in this career, in this industry. What's your game plan? This is your host of the show, Mitch Gibson. You are listening to the MVP Podcast. Jake Giant, the Insurance Alliance Centralia in Edwardsville, Illinois, I believe, um, comes to us from our good friend and network host and network owner, Jason Cass, uh, with the Agency Intelligence Network. Jake has been uh, selling commercial insurance for almost maybe just 12 months, Jake, is that correct? A year and a half, yeah. About a year and a year and Roughly a half, and, and I tell you what, I'm jealous because he's doing it at a pretty high level, but I tell you the the, the main bulk of Jake's success is how he can work a phone call. Um, we're going to be doing a monthly a monthly cold calling tip and or sales tip while selling insurance over the phone and or trying to get a prospect meeting. Um, so to start off the first ever cold calling tip of the month, Jake Gines, how are you doing, sir? Appreciate your time today, my man. Yeah, man, I'm doing great. Uh, Mitch and I have had the opportunity to speak for a little bit. We got a lot of exciting things in the works and uh, I'm just excited to uh, be on here speaking with Mitch and uh, learn as much as I can from everyone else in this industry. Absolutely. So without lack of better terms, I don't want to sit here and ooey gooey things and go down memory lane and all that jazz. I just, I want, I want more quick sales tips that are going to help agents out there. You know, we all have these guests that are, you know, whether they're show sponsors and or whether they're insured tech companies with these new products and processes and systems, we're just going to go straight down to the nitty nitty, nitty gritty. Uh, and today we're going to first start talking about cold calling. Cold calling is probably going to be a big, probably a couple months series here. Um, Jake's going to bring us a cold calling tip um, of the month. And I'll let him decide what that cold calling tip is of the month. And we'll have to discuss a conversation based off of that. So Jake, without further ado, what, what, what types of cold calling tips and, or just a tip that you have, maybe that's something that you've been working with a client currently and, or your previous experience in cold calling, what does, uh, what's your tip of the month and, or tip of the week for, for these agents out there in the world? Yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, I always say, and try to keep it simple. Um, the first thing that I've noticed that, I've heard from clients um, on the back end that says, man, we have 200 people calling me. Why did I, I always ask them, why did you decide to meet with me? And they always say, you, I felt comfortable with you. And something I always do following up on a cold call to get that appointment is I send a follow-up loom video. I put a face with a voice. I let them know, say, hey, I know you just got cold called. You get a hundred cold calls a day. I just want to take a second here, put a face with a voice so you know who you're actually speaking with. Um, and just to separate myself from the other hundred people cold calling. So doing something simple like that goes such a far way. Um, and I, have continued to do it and I've continued and continued to get compliments from, uh, clients that are paying more money than I'd ever imagine in a business. And then they're complimenting me on a cold call. Uh, so that as simple as it seems, that is a simple uh, cold call tip that I've had a lot of success with. And I've continued to get compliments from actual clients. 
So are you, are you, so the loom video, loom, obviously, for those who don't know what loom is, loom's free. Are you doing the loom, you're doing the loom video after you call? Are you, are you doing it after you leave a voicemail? Are you doing after, are you only doing it unless you actually make a contact with that person and speak to a human being? When are you actually sending that loom video email saying, Hey, thanks for spending the time with me on the phone and, or I left a message for you. Or are you doing it both ways? Well, I think you have to be, uh, in a way you have to be picky in what you're doing. Uh, cause if you're calling 70 people a day, you can't do 70 loom videos, but in cold calling, you have to be able to pick up on people's voice, the way they, uh, react to what you're saying and just kind of be able to determine, is this worth me spending the extra five, 10 minutes for a possible opportunity? Um, and once I pick up on that, whether they say, you know, we might look into it. Uh, can you just send over some information to me? That's okay. That's great. I'm not going to push anymore. I'm not going to try to flip them and try to get an appointment on that specific call. Let me hang up, gather their information. And what I call it um, in my pipeline, I call it cleansing. Cleansing is learning who the main decision maker is, finding out their details. And once I have them in that cleansing stage, I know I got them. It uh, doesn't mean I got them this year, but I may have them next year because I know who I'm speaking with. I have their information. So when I follow up, I send that Loom video. I put a face with a voice and I keep it real simple. This is what I do. This is what I want. Um, this is what I look like. I'm a real person, real office. You can see it. Uh, let's just get 20 minutes and let's discuss from there. And that has uh, been the approach and it's been successful. How long are you doing the videos for? Because I know some some people will say, you know, I do a minute and a half video, um, do a three minute video, do a five minute video. How long is your video? Because at some point you're going to lose, you're going to lose their focus and you're going to spend way too much time from something you sent them in a, in a video format via email. Yeah, I would say it's 30 seconds or less. Um, I actually started off as simple as, hey, Kathy, uh, this is Jake Jines with the Insurance Alliance. I just spoke with you. I just wanted to put a face with a voice. I sent all my information over in this email. If you have any questions, please contact me. I look forward to meeting with you. And I end it. Um, something as simple as that. Because what they're doing is they're just seeing me and they see I'm genuine based on my facial expressions. And they just see I want the extra mile to send that video because they don't receive that. Um, they're getting cold calls every day from commercial lenders, from insurance agents, from whoever knows where. Um, if you're the one cold caller to take that extra step of just sending a video, and putting the face with the voice, it goes a long way. Um, especially if you don't get the business this year, you call next year. It's like, hey, you remember that video I sent over last year? I uh, just wanted to follow up and then shoot another one over. So um, that's what I've had success with. And I, I think just keeping it simple and short is the best way. Have you had uh, any experience or a specific situation uh, and or time that you had called somebody and it wasn't, it, it didn't go the way you wanted to, but they saw the video and or uh, saw the video down down the road a few weeks and or a couple of days and was like, oh crap, I for forgot to reach back out to that guy because of the video email, the limb video. Or they said, oh, I missed this. I'm glad he sent me a video. Um, that that triggering, oh, this guy cares. I'm going to call. Has he have any success stories from that? Well, jumping off of that, something to mention, for example, using Loom, um, whenever the client clicks the video, it notifies you. So right there, having that analytic that they actually took the opportunity, the time to click that video and list, oh, watch it. Then I know, okay, that's in my pipeline. Hey, they may not have responded, but they saw my video. So whether it's a month I follow up from them, they know who I am because I've seen the video. And I'll drop that same video in there again. Um, but in regards to your question, maybe not specific that way, but I had a client that uh, I didn't end up writing her business, but 
uh, it was a large company, uh, paying probably 250, 300,000 in premium. And I called her and she was completely against getting a quote, completely against. She's like, I, I haven't shot my business in uh, probably 15 years. I, I have an agent. It's all good. And I said, perfect. I still sent that video over. She responded, simple as she said, nice video. Let's meet. And I actually showed that to a commercial lender I was meeting, had lunch with yesterday. And I explained that story. I was like, this person was against it. And then all I did was send this video. She responded, nice video, let's meet. Simple as that. We got something on the calendar and uh, I just didn't have the right carrier for it, couldn't move forward. But uh, she knows who I am now. And uh, later on down the road, she'll probably give me a call. Wow. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him, I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed, let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia, we saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual intel, that's with two L's, that's virtual, I-N-T-E-L-L, Com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recruiting, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel. Cast certified. So that, see, that, that's, that's the thing is I don't think anybody understands is those little videos work. I mean, so, so from, from just a 30-second video, clicking the record button on Loom, once you finish the video and hit stop recording, it automatically gives you a link, correct? And you that's take true. that link, throw it, in the, throw it in the email. My question is, can you embed that video in the email so they can see the video rather than just seeing a link? Because I think yeah. that's an important piece, right? You don't want the link. Yeah, you want to show it embedded. And another thing I do, if the person's name's Kathy, I take a piece of paper and I write Kathy, say, hi, Kathy. And I put it up there in the camera, me smiling. That way she knows it's a customized video, not just a, a video that I have that I send to every single Everybody. I yeah, think and, that's then I put, I, and I put that thumbnail right there by my signature. So after they finish reading my email, it's a big uh, thumbnail and they can just click it, takes them right to it. So uh, that's really important because if you just place a video and you don't have any, uh, you know, make it specialized to them, they may not click it. If they see sure. their name there, they're like, oh, wow, this is this is actually someone. And I've got it to the point now where I just go to Photoshop and I just change the name real quick and I do it. So it just takes a second. Uh, but yeah, you definitely need to specialize, in my opinion, uh, to that specific person. No, I like that. I, I like that. And the last thing going within what you said a few seconds ago or a few minutes ago about you can tell based off of that, you know, on the Atlantic, on an analytical standpoint, excuse me, easy for me to say, on an analytical standpoint, you can see when they open it and view it. Um, if they open, view it and don't respond, 
are you setting specific reminders certain days after to reach out and say, hey, I saw that you opened my video. I just followed up to make sure you received it. Or are you just letting it roll out? So it really, like I mentioned earlier, it depends on the rapport that I picked up on that call, just depending on how I felt they responded to the idea of us getting a meeting or looking at the insurance. If it was someone that I realized it was just super busy who actually does have interest, yeah, I'll follow up. But if it's a, a account that, um, you know, they saw it and they probably really did just put it on the, you know, click the email and kept going, then I'm probably not going to bug them. I'll follow up with them next year or in the next six months. I'll continue to do the same thing. Um, but I don't know if that's right. I don't know if I should be. Uh, some people would say you should be, you know, following up a lot more. I'm not a big uh, believer in the, you know, the, the large dial game in terms of call these people eight times and just hound them. I came from a cold calling culture company in downtown St. Louis where that's all I did calling on. I called on one of the largest real estate firms in all of New York City. And, uh, you know, I'm setting appointments for deals that are upwards of 25 to $30 million Jeez. each uh, each appointment. And then in that case, it was a little different because in New York City, it's more fast paced, the city, and you can't get people on the phone. So you do kind of got to hound them a little bit. Um, but then coming to insurance, I think it is a little bit different um, compared to calling someone in downtown Chicago versus calling someone in Southern Illinois. I think you just got to be adaptive and figure out what works for the, 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 the prospect. Is the emotional connection any different from when you were selling for someone else and now selling for yourself in a sense? I think it hurts. Uh, that's a great question. I think um, when I lost, when I was at the marketing firm in St. Louis, I didn't take it as personal. Um, one, because our pipelines were, I mean, we had a whole department that was building our pipelines. It's sure. not building it, but they were filling our pipelines with leads. Um, high quality leads that we already knew were going to be um, good fits for our, our clients. So that was a little bit different compared to now where I'm really going out and finding my leads to put into my pipeline. But yeah, man, I think what it affects is if you lose. Um, when I lose an account now, I, I put a lot of effort and I, I do have a lot of uh, emotions put into it. So when I lose it, I kind of look back and say, man, these people really missed out on me just because I genuinely <laughs> feel like I'm going to be the best option for them. Uh, so I'm still trying to learn on how to uh, react to taking losses. Uh, but when I was at Abstract working at the marketing firm of St. Louis, if I lost, it was no big deal. Sure. So, so you're, uh, so I'm anxious to hear Jason's, Jason's historically consistent question that he asked people. And I, he probably asked you on, on his, uh, Agents Influence podcast a couple of weeks ago, but do you hate to lose more? Or do you love to win more? Well, when he asked me that question, I really butchered it for some reason, but um, <laughs> without a doubt, dude, without a doubt, currently where I'm at as an insurance producer, um, I hate to lose. I mean, as simple as that. I, uh, and maybe a few weeks ago, I may would have answered that differently, but I had just recently lost an account I worked my butt off on that, um, got a prior commitment to move forward and then a last second back out. Um, and that's when I realized like, man, I hate to lose. So I think as I progress in the insurance industry, maybe my question will, or my answer will change, but currently where I'm at, dude, losing is the absolute worst. This, this is starting to go a little bit longer than I expected it to, but it's going to, this is a freaking great conversation to lead way into what I'm getting ready to ask you it has nothing to do with the cold calling thing. You lose that account after busting your ass on it. We're going to go a different route, they say. You hate to lose. It pisses you off. You wear it on your sleeve for a couple of days. You brush it off. 
what is your next steps with that client or that prospect that you didn't win? What are you, are you doing anything to try to get it back in 12 months or try to get it again in 12 months? Or what's that? Are you, are you picking up the phone, thanking them for the opportunity, handwriting them a note saying, thank you for the opportunity. What are you doing? Uh, well, in this particular case, um, I booked the president and I tea time. So that's what we're doing. Uh, so uh, got a tea time with them. And that conversation when I'm on the course with them is, is, um, you know, maybe stay away from insurance. But at the end yeah. of the day, I got his commitment to move forward with this company. And this is a president. And what happened was some, it's a long story, but the partners got involved and that's what caused the, the back out. So um, in this particular case, yeah, I'm actually going, I got a tea time with him and we're going to discuss more and build that relationship. But in other losses I've had, I am a firm believer of writing that note, writing a handwritten note saying, hey, with my card, just saying, hey, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, just because I called a company I lost last year. And the first thing she said, Jake, you, I have your letter and your card sitting right in front of my computer. Uh, I'll call you in March. And I said, that's perfect. That's awesome. So I think that is really, really important to do. And I, I probably should do a better job at it. But I think that is really important to write that letter. Well, I, th I think we can, that, 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 that just made me take a couple notes down about, I think with some other topics that we can, we can discuss here in the upcoming weeks and months, uh, Jake, Jake's going to start coming on once a month. Um, and we're going to discuss a different sales topic and or cold calling tips. Some of those conversations might end up being longer, but the idea is to be able to help clip and put together pieces of content for agents that are out there, myself, even Jake, that'll probably, that we still will learn. Like I just learned some things from Jake that I'm very pissed for at doing that I need to get back on the saddle and make sure I'm having consistency within that specific process and or following up. And, you know, if, if I got pissed off and didn't get that specific account, um, yeah, you want to know, but you have that, you have that just that, that humanity feel of saying screw that guy or screw that person you know i ain't gonna, they're not worth my time that's what they want go move on no take an alternative approach that might help save that relationship for you down the road so there'll be tons and tons of more topics that we discuss throughout the next couple of months um and i do i will tell you that there's going to be some pretty cool big news coming up uh in the near future so please stay tuned for that especially young agents keep your ears and eyes peeled um jake and i are going to have some pretty pretty cool and uh, exciting exciting opportunities for those young agents that are going to be out in the world. Um, so, Jake, without with that being said, I've got to get this piece of content. This next this next segment I'm going to go into real quick, and then I'll let you go. Um, it's my favorite five 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 rapid fire questions for you, um, just so everybody can get to learn and know you a little bit more on a uh, I guess on a personal standpoint, but also a couple of things that you enjoy and like doing. Um, and then also the last question is going to be something uh, very I guess impactful and a question that has a little bit of more seriousness to it. So without further ado, five rapid fire question: Jake Gines, the Insurance Alliance, um, cold calling master. What's your favorite color? Blue. Favorite flavor of ice cream? Vanilla. Basic. If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh, man. Besides uh, the golf course. Washington. Well, any specific reason why? I've been there once in my life, and it was one of the greatest places I've ever visited. There you go. If you could spend 24 hours with anybody dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, this is a tough one, but it's an easy one. I will say, um, oh man, uh, oh man. Uh. <laughs> Give me next one. I'll follow up on that one. Give me next one. That's a good one, dude. I'm a music head, so I'm just taking uh, it's, That's the same way I am, too. But... Top heady. 
There you go, Tom Tom Petty. Because I got asked the same question. Someone asked me back the same question. I'm like, man, Wiz Khalifa would be my answer, but I can't say Wiz Khalifa, right? You know? All right. If you had one piece of advice for anybody, young Asians out in the world, who are either just now getting started and or haven't made the leap into the uh, independent insurance world and or insurance world, what advice advice could you give somebody? Uh, Staying consistent, um, being able to bounce back, because uh, it's more losses than wins, especially at the start. Uh, so just having that right mentality just to stay consistent and keep going. Uh, that's something that I'm just continually to work on. And I realize it's a it's a mentality switch that I have to develop. And it's really important to be successful in this industry, I've learned. Awesome. Well, Jake, I appreciate your time, energy, and efforts. Can't wait to continue to do this, uh, to keep carrying this along for uh, for for months to come here. I look forward to having you guys <laughs> having you on here the next couple of That's weeks again. Shit. And uh, with that being said, always remember that you can make a difference. Peace out. We'll catch you next time.